When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome, welcome, everyone. It's another beautiful Thursday here in the New York area. I hope the same for you. Uh, Welcome to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us for the first time, again, uh, you found us through the Voice America Influencer Channel, but you could also find us at Facebook, our Facebook page, Sustainable Success 2017. We encourage you to check us out there because we have a lot of great past episodes with many great guests that we've had on that you can listen on demand at any time. It's also an opportunity to uh, leave us your thoughts, your feedback, and we'd be happy to get back to you. So again, we're hoping that you're having a great day. We're going to have some great content today that we're going to be discussing, but before I get into it, I do want to let people know if you are going to be in the Los Angeles area next week, next Friday and Saturday, we highly encourage you to attend the Evolutionist Summit and Gala. And there is still time to attend. So even though it's a week, about a, about a week away, we recommend that you come. It's going to be a great concept of blending business influencers as well as uh, philanthropists and celebrities to all come together to really do good for one another, to give back. And there's going to be a, a big celebration on Saturday evening at the gala. But the summit on Friday will give you a, a wealth of information from many great speakers that will be speaking there. And I'm lucky that I'm going to be one of them, and uh, we welcome you to come and attend. And again, it'll be on Friday, July 20th through the 21st. So we'd love to see you there. And if you need any information, feel free to uh, send us a message, and we're happy to put you in touch with the organizers. With that being said, we're going to be having uh, some great content we're going to be sharing today. Uh, The topic of today's show is called The Importance of Repurposing Content. And uh, we have a, a, an expert in that area. His name is Brian Wright. And before I formally introduce Brian, I want to give you listeners a background about where Brian comes from. Brian is the host of the Success Profiles radio show and publisher of Success Profiles magazine. Over the last six years, he has interviewed world-class achievers such as Darren Hardy, Jack Canfield, Laura Lagemeyer, Kevin Harrington, Sharon Lecter, and many more. All great people. And I've had fortunate to meet most of them. Uh, With those lessons he has learned from these achievers and through his own experience, he seeks to educate and motivate and inspire others to become a greater version of themselves. I love it. It goes perfect with the sustainable success theme. He is the author of the three books, including the soon-to-be-released Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. Throughout his career, Brian has been a top performer in the areas of sales, customer service, training, and has also written resumes professionally for students working professionals, and executives. He is available to speak on the topics of motivation, inspiration, leadership, and goal setting. And Brian resides in Phoenix, Arizona. I love Phoenix. I went to college at Arizona State, so uh, definitely a great place to be. Without further ado, we'd like to introduce Brian Wright to the show. Brian, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, Chris. Thank you for having me. How are you? Absolutely. Great to have you so much. And I was looking forward to this week's show because... You know, when it comes to sustainable success, you know, a lot of times we can't just, you know, go off of, you know, our own presence and being there to, to uh, you know, to articulate and convey th- this content that helps, you know, embrace people and help them to uh, make shifts in their personal lives and business. 
but we have to be able to come up with different ways to present content in order to continue that message and to create influence to help others. So I wanted to talk about, again, you know, when we talk about repurposing content, wanted to spend uh, today's show talking a little bit about the process. What are some of the ways that the listeners here today and those that will be listening later that will, you know, that they could take this information and build a, a strategy for themselves. What would be first, what is important about repurposing content? Well, first of all, I would advocate finding one platform and mastering that or finding one way and, and doing that very, very well before trying to uh, spend a lot of time uh, trying to master other things. For example, my radio show is the springboard from which I do everything. And so when I have guests on my show, that's an hour-long episode where there's valuable content. The guests discuss their background. They discuss how they became successful, what they overcame along the way, and the lessons that we can learn from it. And those journeys are very valuable. People tend to resonate with them. And what's really cool is uh, they're all normal people just like you and, and me. Uh, no one was born you know, selling 10,000 copies of a book or you know, making $10 million a year in their business. We all had to learn. There was a journey along the way. And so what I have found is that having had so many episodes on my show, uh, episode 300 is going to be coming up uh, in not too long. Oh, congratulations. I that I had all this great content, and what else was I going to do with it? Because not everyone hears my show, but I do know that some people like to read, some people like to listen, some people like to watch and attend live events, and I plan on having my first live event here in Phoenix later this year. That's something that I'm planning on. And awesome. so... One thing I learned in graduate school is that people have different learning styles. And so, for example, if you were to ask me to program a, a DVR, for example, I would rather watch you do it first, and then maybe I can figure it out. If you hand me a manual, I'm lost. I mean, just lost to the point of I want to cry. So <laughs> that's, not, that's not how I learn. I, I am very visual. So if I can watch someone... I'll do it. In fact, if I'm learn one time when I got a new cell phone, I couldn't figure out how to put the SIM card in my phone. I YouTube that. I googled that that on on YouTube, and uh, I watched that. And it was a two minute video, and I was able to do it. And so that's just my learning style. I prefer to watch, but I also do like to read. And so people who hear my show might read something that I've written, or people might see what I've written first and then find my show. And so. You just have to be omnipresent. You have to be everywhere. And so repurposing content, the same content in various ways, will help you find a bigger audience. And your super fans, they don't care. They will consume everything you do. You think about you know, your favorite musician, your favorite artist. If you could, you would probably follow them all over the country or all over the world when they're touring. And so wouldn't a super fan do that for you too? I would venture to say yes. And so pick one platform and then springboard everything else you do off of that. That's the first thing I would say. Wow, that's great. So, so again, you know, you want to be, like I said, you don't want to be throwing everything out there once. You want to kind of master one platform and then move on to the next. But again, like you said, there's different ways that people, you know, uh, con you know conceive information or, you know, and, and, and absorb it. You know, some people can do it through, you know, watching a video. It could be through, uh, reading a manual or reading a blog or a book, that type of thing. Everyone's different. So yeah. what are some of the things like, you know, if somebody is, you know, a lot of times, Brian, we have people that listen to the show, they're speakers, they're sales professionals, they're entrepreneurs. But when it comes down to it, they, they everyone has to 
provide content that's going to build a connection. I call it, I guess, you know, I like to call it sales enablement because it's kind of like, it's kind of working behind the scenes to really cultivate this trust and credibility other than you just being in front of them speaking or talking to them. There's got to be something else that's going to can, you know, continue to convey the message and connect on a, on a deeper level on a continuous basis. Talk a little bit about this, you know, a little bit about that strategy in terms of, you know, depending upon where people are coming from, how they can go about, you know, building a, a quality brand for themselves through through content. Yeah. Well, for me, having started with my radio show, I realized after a while that I had so much content that I needed to repurpose it. And so I started doing Facebook Lives around some of the content from my show. But even more importantly, what I did is I created a book called uh, uh, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. And it's a compilation of 11 of my favorite and best interviews from my show. And so people who haven't heard my show before are buying my book and they're saying, this is really great. And so now they're going back and listening to my show. And so if you have really amazing content, people will consume it in a number of different ways. And doing it this way with a book, I'm working with Morgan James Publishing and they loved this idea when I presented it to them. And so we just ran with it. And what I'm doing now to further promote the book is I am doing Facebook Lives around one concept in a book. Now, if you interview 11 people, you're going to learn more than one thing from each of the 11 people. So I could do Facebook Lives for quite a long time about stuff from my book. So far, what I've done is I've picked one idea from each of my 11, and now I'm going back and I'm picking another idea from each of the 11. So I can promote the book. I mean, not that I'm promoting the book hard, but I'm promoting the content and then saying, oh, by the way, it's available here in this book if you want to check out the rest of it. And so if you've got a lot of amazing content, you can reach back to that same source over and over and over and over again. So I'm using my book as a source of my content to create Facebook Lives, and that all started with having a radio show. And so you can just spiderweb this out in a lot of different ways. Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, like you think like, you know, sometimes I've had people I've coached and they'll have a book and, and, you know, they put out the book and the book is great. You know, you, you, you want to sell copies, but it, is the book going to really make your business? Well, for most not, but it can actually be a springboard for so many different things that you can spin off of it. And because of just what you said, you could take the content in something like a book, or in this case, you did your radio show and be able to kind of spin it off in other different ways to expand on it, which will obviously reach more people because now, you know, either whether if it's through workshops or webinars or masterminds, you know, all different types of things, these are different great ways that you could take one, you know, one piece of content, repurpose it in a different way to really add more value to those people. And of course, it grows your business. Yeah. Is there, yeah, so go ahead. Anything else you want and, to expand on? People great. start to see you as the expert by extension of associating with all these great experts that. I've already interviewed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, when you look at the, you know, getting back um, to the success profiles, when you interviewed, you know, some of these really great people, and they're all wonderful. They, I mean, they're definitely influencers, people that have really uh, have, have been a big part of many different paradigm shifts in people's lives. You know, a lot of times it's great to leverage that too, because that also builds your credibility as well, knowing that you've associated with these people and that yet you could still be your own person with your own ideas and so forth. 
Um, I did the same thing when I was with uh, when I co-authored a book with Jack Canfield, and and it it just worked so much wonder. So, in terms of that, I mean, what like what would you say for somebody along those lines if they are looking at other people that you know to collaborate with that may have a stronger presence? You know, what would be some ways to go about doing that to kind of leverage your own content with others? But yet, never, you know, always still keeping your your unique message alive. Well, I think, uh, for example, when I interviewed Jack Hanfield, um, one of the things, one of the many things that I asked him was about why does the law of attraction not seem to work for everyone. He gave a really insightful answer. I did a whole Facebook Live about that, and it was really cool. I've written uh, magazine articles. About uh, about that, or I did a magazine article, I believe, in my own magazine about that. I've written blogs. I've I've just used that, just that. I can use in so many different ways. Um, I've asked Laura Langmire, "What? When is it appropriate to start talking to children about money?" And she answered the question. And so that's a source of content. When is it a good idea to start talking to children about money? And so I can just take nuggets from all of these people who have a platform and who already have an audience, and you tag them. You tag them or you hashtag them, uh, whatever the case is, and their audience finds finds them. I know that when I post on Facebook that I interviewed somebody, then I, I get their audience. I mean, I interviewed David Ricklin from selfgrowth.com, and we had a really great conversation recently. And I posted it, and most of the people who are liking and responding to that post are people from his audience, many more than from mine, because he has a much bigger audience than I do. But that's, that's the cool thing is you want to interview people who, who have a big audience and who are seen as influential because then you can uh, piggyback on that. And if you can develop a really great relationship with people, they'll do things with you later on. And so I think that helps. No, absolutely. I mean, like I, you know, like I said, you, know, you, you never want to become like, like you're just promoting you know, their information, but that you're able to, you know, integrate what they've done because of their following with what your message is. And I find that it goes a long way. I know it's, it's helped yeah. me and I know that it can definitely help other people in terms of that. And, and it looks like obviously, um, you know, what would you feel like out of, you know, you feel that your radio show has been the probably at the top way to really convey your message or is there a combination of different things that you feel have worked for you? I think it's been a combination of things. I think the fact that I've been doing my show uh, longer than I've been doing everything else would lead me to say that the show is the place where everything comes from initially. And I can always refer people back to the show because that's, that's content that people can consume for free, whether it's on SuccessProfilesRadio.com or whether you look at it on iTunes and you subscribe there. It's, it's free content. Um, but definitely that is where it starts. And if you can, you know, put that message out on as many different platforms as possible, it gives people a, a much greater opportunity to find you. And you can start anywhere. Identify what you're great at. If you prefer writing and you don't prefer talking, then start writing and promote your writing in as many places as you possibly can. In fact, I'll tell you something. If people have a fear of writing a book and they think it's such a big project. I asked Jeffrey Gittimer, who was my 100th guest several years ago, I said, when did you decide to write a book? He says, I never did decide to write a book. I created a blog talking about all the stupid things that salespeople do. And it was just basically a rant <laughs> about yeah. all the stupid things that salespeople do. And after he had 100 of these blog posts, he thought, I've got a book. 
I guess I'll throw these together. And so that's something that I would advocate. If you've read a blog and you've gone on with this blog for a long time and there is a theme to it and it's not just you're writing about A and then you're writing about T and then you're writing about Z, but there's a, a pretty centralized theme to it, those could go together. Now, I did a bunch of short videos about a year and a half ago and I'm in the process of compiling the content from some of those into a short book. You can wow, do that. Nice. I mean, I did yeah. Facebook Lives about, you know, motivational and success-oriented topics, and so it can just be almost like a devotional. I'm not going to have 365 of them, but if I have 40 or 50 little mini-chapters, that could be a 100-page book. So if you've done Facebook Lives and you think your content is really valuable, and I would emphasize make it short and succinct. Don't go on a 20-minute rant where you're, you know, riffing on everything under the sun because there's no <laughs> unifying theme, but do a Facebook Live on one theme or answer one question or address one topic and give two or three points that illustrate that topic or that point and then get it transcribed and do a whole bunch of those. That's a book. I mean, edit it first, of course, just because you get transcribed doesn't mean it's a book. You have to edit the thing and make sure that it makes sense because no one wants to read random ramblings about nothing. This isn't Seinfeld. You have to be pretty talented to pull off doing a show about virtually nothing. But uh, just have some solid, succinct content about things that resonate with people. And if you're struggling as to what to write about or do topics about, Ask people, what do you think I'm good at? What do you, if, you were, if you were to classify me as an expert in a particular topic, what would that topic be? Or if you were to ask me, what would you want me to explain to you? What do you think I'm good at? And ask a bunch of your closest, trustest friends or people in your network. They'll give you all kinds of ideas or content. They'll give you ideas. Or if you see something on social media happening over and over again, I've done yeah. Facebook Lives about how... People just don't have etiquette on social media. They friend request you, they start a conversation with you, and then immediately becomes a pitch fest. And no, it, I, I agree with that. And we should we should talk a little bit about that. We're gonna be we're we're going to go to break here, Brian. And I want to expand on that because that is some good points there. Uh, you're listening to Brian Wright again, uh, Success Profiles Radio Show, among many other things that he has done with content. Uh, we're going to be coming right back here right after the break, and we'll be right back. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. 
What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to sustainable success. Well, welcome back. Uh, we're here with Brian Wright today, who is the uh, runs a radio show called Success Profiles. He's also a master ghostwriter, and he is sharing his expertise on the importance of repurposing content. This is so important for any entrepreneur, business owner, a sales professional, a speaker, author, coach, whatever. You gotta be able to repurpose content. Content is here to stay, and it's the, it's the way to uh, build your audience and keep connected. So, Brian, where we left off in the first segment of the show, we were talking a little bit about you know engaging people on social media and sometimes you know making requests because a lot of times we can use content there to kind of bridge and, and formulate and cultivate relationships. So we were talking a little bit about certain things that you should do and that you shouldn't do. So let's let's continue on that and. Uh, so we can educate the listeners on that process. Absolutely. And one thing that I do when I'm looking for content is I look for things that are happening in my life or I look for things that I notice or I look for trends. If you can identify things or topics that resonate with a lot of people and you have an opinion on it, that's great. Now, I do want to preface it by saying don't just do a rant, but have a solution. Teddy Roosevelt very famously said, if you are presenting a problem without presenting a solution, that is called whining. I don't want to be known as a whiner on social media. There are way too many of those people. So what you do is if you are noticing something happening and you see a problem, present a solution. I I did this Mm -hmm. with a Facebook Live one time. And we've all been friend requested by people we don't know. And we've all noticed that in some cases... Those people are friend requesting us only for the purpose of trying to lock us into a business opportunity or to promote or to sell us something immediately, and they are not establishing the liking, knowing, and trusting factor. Because people will buy from people that they like, know, and trust. They will not buy from you if you are just in their face immediately. I mean, think about it. You would have to reach out to thousands of people in order to make that model sustainable. And I would argue that it is not. And so, you know, when, when people friend request you 
and they say, so what do you do? And you answer it, you're almost obligated to say, so what do you do? And they say, well, I had a really great, you know, meeting today with my business advisor. Our, our business is, is up, you know, 800% in the last quarter. And of course, then I would be obligated to say, well, how did you do that? And that's their invitation to pitch you. I've just decided not to feed that conversation. I'll just say, oh, okay. And if they want to keep going, they will. But there was one time where I actually told someone, don't pitch me. I mean, I saw it coming. And it you saw it coming, yeah. Well, like you it's said, crazy. I mean, because now you just become, you know, in order, you know, the whole purpose about repurposing content is to build quality relationships. You're offering value so it can build that trust and credibility. So if somebody's reaching out to you, you've never met before, you know, they, they, they make a kind gesture. How are you doing today? What do you do? And then usually what, when I hear, what do you do? It's kind of like, like you said, I go, here it comes. First, first yep. of all, if you really wanted to know what I do, just go to my Facebook page or my LinkedIn page and it's all right there. You could find out exactly what I do. You might expand cake. And I saw that you, I looked at your LinkedIn page and I saw that you do this, this, and this. I'd like to learn more about it. That would be more personable. looks like they took the time yes. to find out what I do. So you made a great right. point there, Brian. So expand a little bit about that, you know, because again, that is just rubs people the wrong way. Absolutely it does. And so if, if you want to build that relationship, you will spend time getting to know them. You won't pitch them right away. Now, if they message me and say, I want to know more about this magazine that you do or this ghostwriting that you do, for example, um, then I'll tell them. But if I'm friend requesting them, I'm not going to projectile vomit my business onto them. I want to get to know them first. Exactly. And in the course of getting to know someone or not, you figure out whether that person is even a candidate for what you do. Because if they're not a candidate for what you do, why would I waste my time going down that rabbit hole. It would just be horrible. It would be a horrible experience for both of us. I've had times where I liked someone's post or did, yeah, I did a like on one, someone's post and they wanted to set up a call with me. I thought, oh, okay, they want to get to know me. Well, no, it became a big sales pitch and that person was extremely aggressive with me. It was not a fun experience for either one terrible, of us. Terrible, terrible thing to do. Yeah, because I mean, again, you, the whole idea about you know the whole sales process it's about, you know, obviously not only, you know, building up that relationship, but empowering them to identify their own problem and, and, yes. and, and, and say and, and asking them, you know, are they open to, you know, for, for ideas to operate in the solution to solve their problem? Yeah. But when they give you that consent, then it might be appropriate. But at that point, I even think still early on on the first call when you just met someone just too early, you know, because obviously they don't know you. It's so, and I think, like I said, I think people, you know, they, they, they're just, you know, it's a numbers game for them. And obviously while sales is like that, um, you know, if you want sustainable sales and you want to build a, a business based upon, you know, integrity, it's got to come from relationships that have been forged over time. And, uh, exactly. I think, yeah, you made a great of, point. And the whole point of sharing these stories as I have is just to illustrate the idea that you can use things that are going on in your life. You can use 
conversations that people have not not naming it. I never name someone's name when I'm doing a rant on social media when something happens like this. But I might say recently I had a conversation where this happened. I present the problem and I present the solution, and that is great content because everyone's had that happen to them. So it yeah. resonates, and people will share that, and they will comment you know, hashtag preach, or I love this, or I hate when this happens to me. Everyone needs to know this. And so they'll share it out. And, you know, a video like that might get, you know, 500 views in the course of a day or two, and, or, or perhaps even more, depending on who it ends up reaching. But it's valuable content to somebody because they decided to watch and share and, and like and respond. And so that's what you want to do. And something like that, could become part of a book for me sometime, or it could become a magazine article. I can just get that Facebook Live transcribed and use the pieces that make the most sense. Yeah, it's so amazing, just like what you said, that sometimes, you know, you know, people that don't consider themselves to be writers, they just say, well, I'm not a writer, so I can't write a book. Well, you know, nowadays, there's so many, there's so many different ways to put out content, you know, even at putting out a book. I mean, you could self-publish and and, you know, it's just a matter of just taking stuff that you've already put out there in different formats. And like you said, just putting it together. And, you know, and in the event, if you need help, you know, you can have someone help you. And we're going to talk about that in the third segment, uh, listeners. So uh, get ready for that. But in any event, um, shifting gears, uh, Brian, I wanted to find out, you know, I know you have a success profiles magazine and, yeah. you know, I, I spent a number of years in media prior to getting into the career I'm in now. Uh, so I've been around magazines my whole life and or my most of my working career and other types of media. Talk a little bit about the, you know, about the magazine and why you started the magazine and why it was important yeah. to you in, in terms of where, you know, where you deliver your content. Yeah, I love this question, Chris. Thank you so much for asking. In the course of doing my radio show, I realized that I had so much content that I wasn't doing anything with. And I realized that I could create a magazine. Now, the caveat to this is I've had the profile or the, the domain name for Six Pro, Success Profiles magazine for a couple of years and didn't do anything with it. But last September, when the renewal came up again, I realized, Brian, you're paying for something you've not done anything with. And I began to feel a little dumb. And so I realized, okay, it is now time to do something with this. At that time, I had over 200 episodes of my show, and I had all of this great content. People who have maybe not heard all or any of my episodes, but they knew who I was. And so I decided that I would put Kevin Harrington on the front of my first cover. And so I reached out to him, and I said, hey, Kevin, I want to thank you so much again for being on my show a few months ago. I've got some new things happening. In fact, I'm launching a magazine. I would love for you to be the first cover and I will curate content from our interview for the feature article. Nothing extra is required from you. And he wrote back within an hour and a half and said, let's do it. I love this. And so that's how Kevin Harrington got on my magazine. And here's the thing. I did something for him first. I didn't go to him with my hand out. I had already done something valuable for him. I had him on my show and I'm offering to promote him again and no extra time was required of him. And so he loved that idea. So he sent me, his team sent me some photos uh, and he said, pick the one, that, the ones that you like the best. And so I just used material from my interview with him as the feature article and I invited a bunch of my friends and trusted colleagues to submit articles and not everyone who said they would did, but I had enough to make a 36-page magazine my first time out and it turned out well. 
And so I had a few copies made. I made, uh, met Kevin Harrington at an event uh, about a month and a half later, and I gave him a physical copy of the magazine. And he says, I love being on the cover. I said, I know, we all love being on the cover. And here's the cool thing. He was at this event, and he was there to speak. And he said, is this a digital magazine, and you just print out a few for events such as this? I said, yeah. He said, I'm going to talk about digital content. Can I show this to my audience while I'm speaking? And I said, yes. I mean, am I going to say no to that? No. <laughs> so hey, that's the whole purpose about putting out that content, right? <laughs> in front of an audience. I also have a picture of him walking right up to me before his speech and giving me a high five. That's the cover photo on my Facebook. So when yes. you do things like this and you are working with people who have an audience, amazing unforeseen things can happen for you. And so that's been great. And so I've had several issues now and I'm always looking to find great content and use content that I've already worked with. And people love contributing to the magazine. It gives them a resume builder, if you will, because they've, they're contributing to a magazine. And I've got some people who have contributed every single time. And you've contributed a couple times, and I, I value yes. your content. Chris. Yeah, you it's can, been a pleasure. I've loved the fact want, that, that uh, I think the accountability thing was the one I sent the first time. Yeah, I remember that. And, uh, I, you know, as a, as a person that delivers content, you know, you always want to be able to put out content because you never know who's reading it. And it could be, yeah. you know, someone that you can actually help them. And you made an important point, Brian, when you talked about, especially with somebody like a Kevin Harrington, you know, the original Shark Tank guy. You know, so already has, you know, already is very wealthy, popular, uh, an expert in his field. And instead of trying to go after him to get something from him, which a lot of people will do, instead, you already you were doing something for him because you already had him on the show. And now you were going to basically repurpose that content now in a different way, maybe add a few things in the magazine. And it required no effort on his part. And in turn, it actually worked for you because now you got great content coming from an expert like him. You go to an event and then all of a sudden you got the best advertising you could possibly get a recommendation from someone like him right at that event. You can't beat that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you, you got to put yourself out there because you just never know where it will go. You will not know all the steps in advance and you will not know how things will unfold in advance. You just have to put your foot out there. It, it's like the story of Moses and the Red Sea. The Red Sea did not part until Moses put his foot in the water. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so so important what you what you talked about. And I think for listeners, you know, again, it doesn't have to be a radio show. It doesn't have to be the magazine. It could be something else. You know, again, these are just yeah. ideas. These are things that have worked for you. Because there's many different ways to go about doing this. And I think what it, what it comes down to is obviously taking the first step with something and to really kind of master that. Just like you did with the radio show, you you had 200-something episodes before you said, oh, well, let's think about doing this. And it's just another now, another way to convey this information, repurpose it, to connect with people that may find that it's a magazine that they resonate better with than a radio show. So it now just opens and expands your audience and you're constantly delivering value. So that's awesome. And, and in terms of the magazine, I mean, in terms of, you know, uh, where, where do you see you taking the magazine going forward? That's a really great question. Uh, I, I have a goal in mind. Uh, it is a, a paid subscription model, but I do have a goal yep. in mind for a number of subscribers, and I want to reach out to even bigger and better people and just uh, make this a resource where people can learn 
about, you know, business and entrepreneurship and personal development. And I, I just really want this to be a, a huge leverage point in, in the content that I create. Uh, I've had people create things for my magazine without having been on my show first, you know, people who are contributing. And so it gives me an opportunity to vet who I want to work with in the future because if they turn in great work, I'll let them write for me again or I'll offer to have them interview or be uh, interview with me uh, uh, for my private Facebook group that's associated with the magazine. It just gives me an opportunity to vet who I want to work with further down the line. And so it, in a sense, I look at it a little bit like an audition. Uh, but if, if someone is turning in an article and it probably needs a little work. I used to be a speech and English teacher, and so I can make recommendations. I would love for you to explore this a little bit more. Please try again. <laughs> I don't ever say no. I, I usually say, please try again, and here are my recommendations, because I don't want to kill someone's dream. Everyone wants to write for a magazine, or they want to be Absolutely. seen in a magazine. I've had a lot of people say, I want to be on your cover. Yeah, so does everyone else. <laughs> Exactly. Well, it, you just don't get on the cover. You got to earn earn your keep. <laughs> exactly. And here's the other thing too. We talked about providing value first. I had a guy who uh, not that long ago uh, connected with me, wanted to know how he could provide value for me and whatnot. And we talked about uh, this person contributing to my magazine. And a week later, he's like, "What do I have to do get on, to get on the cover?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't know you." <laughs> <laughs> well, first, you got to be at my show. I mean, that's the place where it starts because it's easier for me to write a feature article if I've already interviewed you. So I don't want to create extra work. If you're on my show, then I can just use that material. But again, it goes to the idea of liking, knowing, trusting. You you have to establish a relationship before you can earn the right to ask for something. Yeah. But it is a great way uh, if you're if you're contributing to a, a website or an online magazine. Uh, or even a print magazine, it's a great way for you to get your content out there and have it be seen by lots and lots of people. I've heard stories of people who have contributed to various magazines where it's led to consulting gigs. It's led to speaking engagements. And so you can just leverage content. If You never know who's going to see it. That's just that's the thing. Well, I, 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 can I, 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 I can vouch for that. I can vouch for that, Brian, because you're, you're spot on. Because, you know, same thing. I've had people reach out to me. They saw some content. Uh, maybe it was from the radio show or it was from a blog I did. And it's so right. You, you, again, it's the qua- it's the amount of value that you're putting out there. Um, and then over time, if it definitely fulfills a need, let's say in a company or it, maybe it could be for a specific entrepreneur or whatever, they're going to reach out to you. They, they, you've built that trust and credibility from 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 that content. Yeah, so, totally. Um, we have to go to break, everyone. You're listening to Brian Wright. Uh, again, uh, he runs Success Profiles, or uh, the radio show and the magazine. He's also a master ghostwriter, among many other things that he does well in repurposing content. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. 
The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. If you're just joining us, we're here with Brian Wright. Uh, We're discussing the importance of repurposing content and why that's so important uh, in in your business, whether if you're a speaker, author, coach, entrepreneur, sales professional, this is a, you know, you're always going to have to have content that makes a difference and connects with your audience. So we, uh, during the show, we had, we had talked about the process to go about repurposing content and Brian shared from his uh, expertise and what has worked for him starting a magazine and a radio show, the radio show first, then the magazine, and that how that has really helped propel him going forward to deliver quality content to his audience. But with that being said, Brian, you're also also a master ghostwriter in terms of you know taking other people's information, content, and repurposing it in a way that really allows that message to stand out. And a lot of times as you know, entrepreneurs or, or speakers or coaches, we may say to ourselves, well, you know, writing's not my thing. I'm not a good writer. Yeah, I can write a you know, some, you know, maybe a blog or maybe I can put out some good memes and some quotes and stuff like that. But writing a book is a whole different thing. But I know I have good content. So are there sources that could help me take that content and really articulate it in a way that really people will get my message? And I guess that's ghostwriting. So talk a little bit yeah. about ghostwriting. And, Absolutely. And why, and that's why that's, that's a great question because a lot of people think they can't write. They didn't do well in English, so therefore they, 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 they didn't do well writing their papers. They couldn't write a whole book. Well, I'll tell you something. Robert Kiyosaki always talks about being a best-selling author and not being a best-writing author. He knows he's not the greatest writer in the world. 
That's why he has people helping him do stuff. In fact, a lot of people who are very famous, whether they're politicians or musicians, they don't have time to sit at their keyboard and write a book. They hire people to do that for them. So people hire a ghostwriter because they don't think they are a good writer. They also hire a ghostwriter because they just don't have time. I know there are a lot of high-end, high-income people who want to have done books, but they just don't have time. And so here's, here's the thing. Rich people will spend money to save time. Poor people will spend time to save money. So that's a pretty interesting idea if you think about it. So people who are very successful will gladly pay the money to save the time so that they don't have to do it themselves. And so what I do, I used to be a speech and English teacher in college. And so I've done three of my own books and I've taught people, you know, how to write. And so what I will do is I will just work with someone and we identify what exactly the focus of the book is going to be. Now, I tend to work with entrepreneurs and so they usually already have a pretty good idea of what their message is, which helps a lot. And so we can just refine it. And so we just identify the topics that we want to talk about and then I do recorded interviews with them. And that way I have everything I need to work with because there's no way that I'll remember everything they said. So I insist on having recorded sessions. That way if I need to go back and listen to something, I can. Or if I want to get those sessions transcribed, I have it all out in front of me and I can just copy, paste, reorganize, edit as I need to. And if I realize after the first draft that there are some sections that need to be embellished or explained further, we have another call and we go through some of that. In fact, I'm working with a client from Canada right now and we are getting toward the final stages. He had different people read it and give their feedback and the feedback was very valuable. And so we're adding examples and we're adding stories and we're adding stuff. But the skeleton is there. And so I love doing this because I get to learn about a lot of different things, but I also get that opportunity to work with people who I really like and know and trust. And here's the thing, when you're running a business, this is something I learned from James Malachak, life is too short to work with people who irritate you. If there's someone that you don't think is a good fit, don't be afraid to say this isn't going to work for me because your sanity is worth much more than any amount of money someone could pay you to work with you. Am I right about this? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that's how I get started. Now, how now how did I actually get to the point where I wanted to do ghostwriting? I just started telling people this is what I do. I hadn't written a paid book for someone else before. I'd written written my own books, but I did my first one for free. And I, I didn't actually write the book. I actually coached someone through the process of him writing his book. And he was a great student. He was my ideal student. He did everything I told him to, and he took action really fast. We all love coaching clients like this. And so I wanted social proof first, and then I had him do a testimonial for me when the experience was done. And so that way, someone who asked me, can I see some samples of your work? I could direct them to the fact that I work with someone. And uh, even now, someone asks to see samples of my work, and so I'll show them. And they like what I do, and so we work together. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a great way to get your message out to the world because I believe that everyone should have a book. I think everyone has a book inside them. I think another reason yeah, why people don't write a book is because they don't think they have enough to say. Yes, you do. You've lived no. your life. Now, there might be a lot of people who are working in your industry or in your niche, but only you add who you are. And so we, we make it, you know, fit your personality. We share your stories. I mean, you and I, Chris, we could both be speakers, but I'm sure your, your experiences on the road might be different from mine. So you have yep. something unique to write about. I would have something unique to write about. If we both 
worked in the same industry, we would have different experiences. We would have some similar experiences, but we would each have our own unique spin on it. You ask yep. someone to talk about, you ask 10 people to talk about one topic, you're going to get 10 different takes on it. So you have something you need to say. And that's something else that I talk to people about is just the idea that you just need to get your message out of your way, out of, out of, your, out of your mind and onto the screen or onto a printed page. And I'll tell you what, when someone's book is done, when this, this happened to me, when I first saw my very first book in print, in my hands, it was a really emotional experience. It's like you're having it's, a baby. It's, sur- it's surreal, right? Surreal. Absolutely. And I yeah. had a client who had that experience uh, last, last spring. In fact, she's local, and so I worked with her locally. But when I got her box of books for, for her and I had it printed locally and I just delivered them to her, I said, here's your book. And she opened up the box and she wanted to cry. She gave me a big hug and she said, thank you so much for, for helping me. And that, that experience is priceless. And she did a testimonial for me too. And so here's the thing. When someone's done working with you, if they had a great experience, get a testimonial. Those are powerful. If someone else is praising you, it means a whole lot more than if you're praising yourself. Oh, no, absolutely. It just, it just shows that it's more credibility. You're, you're somebody you can be trusted and it's not that you're tooting your own horn and it's so true. And, and so Brian, ask this is probably a question that comes up with people that maybe want to put out their information, but they obviously are not a good writer. And they're, how are you, how are you able to say like for a ghost writer, take somebody's content and yet still make it their own without it, you know, maybe putting your own views or beliefs on something. Sometimes people might, you know, might come up and say, how do I know that you might put a different spin on it? That type of thing. So I guess, well, like, you know, that'll be something that comes up. So, yeah, yeah. I, I let them see the first draft and they have the right to add, subtract, change, whatever they want. And it's not done until they are happy. In fact, sometimes they'll say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever say this. Okay, great. So let's say it. Now what I do, having having the transcripts of the recordings that we do, I have evidence right there. And so it's in their voice. And yes. so I can just edit what they've said. Now, here's the thing. When you're interviewing someone and you're editing a transcript, conversation tends to go all over the place in that sometimes. You'll foreshadow something you want to talk about later, or you'll go back to something that you've already talked about sometimes more than once. Think about how your conversations with your friends go. Do they ever go in a straight line? Almost never. But when you're writing a book, the conversation has to look like it's going in a straight line, even though it very often does not. That is my job as a writer is to make that happen and to remove as much of the duplication as possible and to make it make sense. And it can be challenging, too, because when people want to add stuff, I have to put it where it belongs and then edit my segues and my transitions to make it look like it actually belongs there and it wasn't just randomly plopped down in the middle of something. Nah, it's so true. So true. And here's probably something else that comes up. And I, you know, you probably heard this before, you know, I'm sure all ghostwriters have. And, you know, somebody will say, well, you know, I know I want to put a book, but, you know, I, it, it's, you know, I, I, I can't afford it. It's too expensive if I have to pay someone to do it. But then, okay, are you going to do it? And if you do it, that's going to take a lot of time away from something you're not good at. And, it, and then you're not able to do the things that you are. And that's now preventing you from making more money in your business. So in a way, making an investment can actually end up making you more money in the long run. So I guess we could shed exactly. a little insight on that. And for someone who asks me that, I would ask, how much is it costing you to not do your book? There you what go. What opportunities is it costing you to not have a book? You may have lost a speaking opportunity because the person they hired had a book and you did not. 
You might have lost a consulting opportunity because the person they hired had a book and you did not. You've lost opportunities to create more content because you didn't have a book. What can you do with the book? You can create more content. You can do Facebook Lives. You can do speaking. You can host your own live event based on your expertise. And having a book solidifies for people who don't have any idea who you are that you are an expert in your field. You can do masterminds. You can do private coaching. You can do group coaching. You can spin this off into many, many opportunities. So having a book is the springboard for other things that you could do. Now, are you necessarily going to make a lot of money on just a book? Maybe or maybe not. I mean, unless you're really, really well known, I would say you probably aren't going to sell millions of copies of your book. But don't let that stop you from, from doing one because you can spin this off and do other things. If you're speaking and you now have a book, you can sell that book in the back of the room. It's a great lead capture. Yeah, absolutely. For other things. And and like you saw, I mean, you think about it. You know, it could be you know you know you know people are so used to handing somebody a business card, right? And yes. a lot of people just do that. But you know, in this case, you know, it's not that you hand out a book to everybody you see, because again, you know, you you can still make money for. But if it's like a person of influence or someone that can make a difference in your business, whatever that may be, even people that work for somebody, it could be a way of getting a job. You know, it it, it they're that giving them a book will go a long way over than handing a business card over or, or even sometimes a resume. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If someone asks me for my business card, I'll give them a book or I will give them an issue of my magazine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot so, more impactful. It, People will keep those longer. Yep. Absolutely. And it, it, again, just, it just shows you your credibility that you are an expert and influencer and those are the people that, that, you know, people want to work with. They either, either if you're in your own business or if you work for somebody, they're, you know, they're going to hire you. Brian, you have shared a wealth of information today with, with the audience. Uh, and again, everybody listening or maybe joined in later, you can listen to, to this episode on demand uh, later today, East Coast time. And we highly encourage you to, again, revisit this episode to listen to Brian. Brian, uh, tell the audience a little bit about where they can find you and anything you'd like to offer them today. Absolutely. The best place to find me is uh, brianckwright.com. That's my website, B-R-I-A-N, the letter K, W-R-I-G-H-T, brianckwright.com. There's a contact form on my website. If you want to reach out to me and ask me questions or comments or you want to connect with me, I will be glad to talk to you. I will have a call with you about anything that you would like to talk about that we've talked about today, uh, whether it's uh, ghostwriting, whether it's you know, contributing a magazine article, whatever, whatever it is, anything that I talked about today, if you want to learn more, reach out to me at brianckwright.com. There's a contact us form. And I also would like to offer a free chapter of my latest book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. Again, on my website, brianckwright.com forward slash S as in success, P as in profiles, 002. So once again, that's brianckwright.com forward slash SP002. There's an option that you can click on for a free chapter of Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, or there's another option to just add to cart and you can buy it through Amazon, but you can see the free chapter first if you like, and I would like to offer that to your audience. Great, Brian. Thank you so much. And everybody that's listening or will be listening, we'll also post that link on the Sustainable Success uh, Facebook page. Again, that's Sustainable Success 2017. So 
Um, the link will be there just in case if you did not write it down correctly that you can link a uh, link right from there to obtain a free chapter of Brian's book. Brian, we want to thank you graciously today for joining the Sustainable Success Radio Show and the audience as always for joining us each and every Thursday. And again, we wish you a prosperous rest of your week and we will be looking forward to seeing you next Thursday and have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.